0: I can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, Enough not for much longer. Because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. good evening everybody welcome back to the swamps i'm gonna go with that from now on uh i am your host as always jordan pilkington thank you for joining me uh and returning to her throne uh everybody welcome back
1: lexi morris
0: lexi Morpiss, everybody thanks for being back lexi can
1: you say that one more time
0: i didn't say flexi Morpiss. i just said lexi Morpiss.
1: i'm gonna break the lease
0: (laughs) anyway um How was your Thanksgiving, Lexi?
1: Oh, hold on. I left my coffee way too far out of reach.
0: That's so embarrassing.
1: How was my Thanksgiving? Mm -hmm.
0: Thanksgiving specifically, nothing else.
1: Yeah. Thanksgiving Day Mm -hmm. was wonderful. Hell yeah. Thanksgiving Day was wonderful. Um, And
0: nothing else happened.
1: And nothing else happened that whole uh, time frame.
0: Perfect. Great. I'm glad to hear that.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, Holly Jolly. How was your Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving? I
0: spent it with our cat
1: so bad it was
0: okay i put up our christmas tree uh you're welcome
1: you no Um, no 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 no. you no 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 what do you mean you put it in the hallway
0: i okay so here's the thing i put up our christmas tree it's a plastic christmas tree so it's very light um and i put it up right next to our tv because that's the only place it would fit um and we have a little rascal of a cat named fleetwood who is very adventurous curiosity does kill the cat and so he the within ten minutes of me putting it up, he has immediately tried to climb onto it, and it falls right on him, smack dab, right. Mm-hmm. Big six foot tree falls right on top of mm-hmm. him. And six he,
1: foot. It's
0: a six foot tall tree, yeah.
1: Is that why you think you're six foot?
0: I've never once thought that I was tree, six foot.
1: That tree. That tree is
0: five four. No, it's not. the The tree's taller than we are.
1: That's not. That's just the box straight true. up says a it's six foot tall true.
0: tree. It definitely is. When we get home, I'll show you. Okay. Uh, hey, leave your mic's off. Um, anyway, so, no, yeah, so Fleetwood does that, and then he does it again ten minutes later. So, while I'm at work to make sure that the tree doesn't fall onto our TV and break it, I move it into the hallway where no one's gonna notice, because I'll be home to move it back.
1: I noticed. Well, you weren't supposed to be home. I was home. (laughs) What do you mean I wasn't supposed to be home? You weren't supposed to come home yet. It's my home. No, what really happened, um, is I came home... To the place where I live, where I should be, and the Christmas tree is in the middle of a walkway, and there's just a space where a tree clearly fits. So I moved it there, and then I walk into my room, and you had moved other furniture just in the middle of my room. I didn't have a place to put it. That's not <laughs> where it goes. You can't. You can't just put a stool in my room. That's not where it goes. It could fit. Or a robot. You have. You could
0: find things to do with a stool and a robot I can start
1: putting random stuff in your room see how you like it
0: i maybe uh i'll put I would the oven in there i'll put that i air. bet you won't coward i don't have to leave my room to cook anymore
1: well you know i'll race you home
0: <laughs> anyway uh, tonight we're talking about a little something special okay i say that every week it's, a, it's an average week for us i mm. guess uh this was more historical than it is supernatural oh so you don't have to uh call me a crackpot anymore <laughs> This week, we are talking about the one, the only, Amelia Earhart. <gasps> what the fuck happened to her?
1: Amelia stole my heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was okay. She was played by Amy Adams.
0: And she stole your heart.
1: And she stole my heart. Mm-hmm.
0: Anyway, so born in Kansas on July 24th, 1897, Amelia Bedelia Mary Earhart was the daughter of Samuel and Amelia Earhart, Named after her mother.
1: You say you said Bedelia. Is that accurate? Mm-hmm. I facts. can't tell.
0: Straight up facts. Amelia Bedelia, Mary Earhart. Straight From an up early facts. age, Amelia was yeah. the ringleader, while her Red sister, dog. Grace Pidge Earhart, two years her junior, was her diligent follower.
1: No, so you made up both of those middle names. Who
0: are you talking about? You tell Pidge. me you never met anyone named Pidge.
1: <laughs> nope.
0: Well, actually, Amelia's nickname was Mealy. Meely. Or Millie sometimes.
1: A Millie, a Millie, Mm -hmm. a Millie.
0: The Bedelia was her grandmother's name, Mm. who she was named after.
1: Yeah, so it's her. Mm -hmm. It's a family
0: name. It's a family name. Now, a spirit of adventure seemed to abide the Earhart children, with the pair setting off daily to explore the neighborhood. As a child, Earhart spent long hours playing with her sister Pidge, climbing trees, hunting rats, and belly slamming her sled downhill. Okay. (laughs) It's a real term. I didn't make it up. Belly slamming. Belly slamming her sled.
1: I'll never know what it's like.
0: Well, she's from Kansas.
1: Yeah, so. well, I'm, we're from <laughs> we the desert. <laughs> yeah.
0: You're telling me you don't belly belly slam down the dunes of McAllen?
1: No. If you belly slam down a regular old hill, you'll mm-hmm. probably get a lot of stickers. Mm. I've gotten a lot of stickers in my ankles.
0: Is I don't know anything about the, the, the layout of McAllen.
1: Um, surprisingly flat for the valley, mm-hmm. and um, there's zero landscaping to... No no landforms, no um no vegetation. No, sh- no shades. No animals. <laughs> no shades of, of any other color.
0: <laughs> Nothing's alive.
1: Yeah. It's huh. um well,
0: you have a date I've never busters. even there's
1: not even roadkill. There's not even there's no There's not even there's roadkill. No there's not even
0: dead animal. there's no nothing, animals. There's nothing nothing living to be killed.
1: No, there's a bird sanctuary.
0: Well, here's something you could have done in McAllen, because in nineteen oh four with the help of her uncle, Amelia cobbled together a homemade ramp fashioned after a roller coaster she'd seen on a trip to St. Louis and secured the ramp to the roof of the family tool shed. Her first flight ended dramatically when she ended up with a broken wooden box and a bruised lip. That's it? Uh, she also had a, a torn dress and a sensation of exhilaration.
1: Well, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's awesome.
0: She exclaimed, Oh, Pidge, it's just like flying.
1: Aww.
0: Right? Ain't that sweet? Her and a little minion Pidge.
1: Good for God, death. wish it was a different name.
0: Look, I didn't name the kid, okay? All right.
1: All right, a little side.
0: Flash forward a little bit, and in 1917, she's in Toronto for a family vacation seeing wounded soldiers come back from World War I. Now, Earhard was a woman of action, of course, so she immediately volunteered as a nurse's aide for the Red Cross. Served, you know, to help recovering veterans from World War I. Very
1: noble.
0: Very noble. She also ended up being a nurse during the 1918 Spanish flu outbreak. And when she contracted it, it put her out of commission for months. Oh man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these things are cyclical. They come like every hundred years, I guess. Mm.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And about this time, Earhart took a plane ride that transformed her life.
1: Oh, did it? Yeah.
0: Who would have guessed? Amelia Earhart loved flying.
1: Wait, Amelia Earhart? Mm-hmm. The Amelia Earhart?
0: She hearts the air. Has that been made before? <laughs> it's, it's, nah, it's original. All
1: right. <laughs>
0: It was only about ten minutes, but when she landed she knew she had to learn to fly. This part I like this a lot actually. Working at a variety of jobs from photographer to truck driver, she earned enough money to take flying lessons from pioneer female aviator Anita Snook.
1: Oh, hell yeah. Right? Isn't that awesome? That's awesome. I
0: I like that I like how like I mean she came from a wealthy family. Um, but I like how working class that is. Mm-hmm. She yeah, like yeah, I worked as a truck driver, it was a worked on an oil oil rig just to, yeah. just to earn some flying <laughs> flying money
1: yeah did overnight stocking at walmart <laughs> dog grooming
0: mm-hmm. dog walking
1: dog walking oil uh uh
0: changing finding.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: oil finding
1: <laughs> yeah
0: uh Earhart immersed herself in learning to fly she read everything she could find on flying and spent much of her time at the airfield she cropped her hair short in the style of other women aviators Worried what the other more experienced pilots might think of her, she even slept in her new leather jacket for three nights to give it a more worn look.
1: Aww.
0: That's dedication. That's
1: really cute. Mm-hmm.
0: I do that with my jeans. Sleep in, them to, sleep in him, them to give them to a, a more worn look.
1: I sleep in my jeans because I need to stay ready just in case. <laughs> just in, in case. In case, case. I ever go. Yeah, just because I gotta run. Mm-hmm. I gotta go.
0: I got my go bag and my go jeans on.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I need to repack my go bag. I used everything in my go bag. That's really
0: funny. Did you use all your jeans in there too?
1: I used all my jeans in my go bag.
0: Damn, that's all that's in your go bag anyway. It's just different pairs of jeans. It was
1: my Alamo draft house uniform. <laughs> so I was just casually wearing my just Alamo. Just in draft case
0: there's ever an emergency, you know that you're ready to uh pull a shift at Alamo.
1: Yeah, yeah. In case of uh imminent danger or the apocalypse, mm-hmm. I am just on my way to unlimited popcorn. And to
0: show people to their seats.
1: And just bussing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: In the summer of 1921, Earhart purchased a second-hand Kiner Airster biplane painted bright yellow. She nicknamed it the Canary and set up to make a name for herself in aviation. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Did
1: she do uh, any more blue-collar jobs to save up? Or Can't
0: say that she did. did well, she, she, she did go to school to become a, a teacher. She taught classes at one point. Um, on October 22, 1922, Earhart flew her plane to 14,000 feet the world altitude record for female pilots. On May fifteenth, 1923, Earhart became the 16th woman to be issued a pilot's license by the world's governing body for aeronautics, the Federation Aeronautique.
1: Ooh, Aeronautique. Mm-hmm. Ooh. French. French. Classy. Ooh la la, like <laughs> Clinique.
0: Like Clinique. Now, throughout this period, the Earhart family lived mostly on an inheritance from Amy's mother's estate. Amy administered the funds, but... By 1924, the money had run out. With Ooh. no immediate prospects of making a living flying, Earhart sold her plane. <gasps> no. Uh, following her parents' divorce, she and her mother set out on a trip across the country, starting in California and ending up in Boston. Like a road trip? Yeah, they did a little road trip.
1: Oh, but on the ground. Yeah. Oh. Wah-wah.
0: After uh, renowned white supremacist Charles Lindbergh's solo flight from New York to Paris. In May 1927, interest grew for having a woman fly across the Atlantic. In April 1928, Earhart received a phone call from Captain Hilton H. Raley, a pilot and publicity man, asking her, Would you like to fly the Atlantic? In a heartbeat, she said, yes.
1: Ooh, okay, but (laughs) why, why did a white supremacist doing something immediately, um... Garner support yeah. everyone said a woman should do it
0: <laughs> well charles lindbergh like the
1: he uh, wasn't special like everyone was just like we gotta get a woman to do it well that's we, why they liked him actually get a woman
0: to do it. um well he was the first person to fly across the atlantic solo um that's just a little detail i threw in there so everybody knows that charles lindbergh was a renowned white supremacist oh got it, got it, got also it. his baby got murdered or something how fucking cares
1: oh. um
0: <laughs> anyway <Certainly>. Earhart tra- <laughs> travels to new york <laughs> To be interviewed and met with project coordinators, including publisher George Putnam. Remember that name? George Putnam! Putnam.
1: Whoa, from the Salem Witch Trials?
0: Absolutely. <laughs> He's been still kicking it. Soon she was selected to be the first woman on a transatlantic flight as a passenger.
1: Wow, story
0: <laughs> <laughs> The wisdom at the time was that such a flight was too dangerous for a woman to conduct herself. During a post-flight interview, she said she felt like a sack of potatoes, and maybe one day I'll try it alone. That's, that's so heartbreaking.
1: That's, that's so, man. It was all
0: optics back then, okay?
1: Really, truly. Yeah,
0: they didn't, they, they just wanted They're her. like,
1: a woman on the plane. <laughs> Take a photo. She had the, the, the,
0: the condition to, to last. Hope the vapors didn't get to her.
1: Yeah. Oh, I hope her her little petite body can handle the altitude. Mm. Well, yeah,
0: well, women stop functioning at uh, fifteen thousand feet,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. at that point, it's just it's all it's all hysterics, <laughs> all hormones.
0: Mm-hmm. Earhart's public persona presented a gracious and somewhat shy woman who displayed a remarkable talent and bravery. Yet, deep inside, Earhart harbored a burning desire to distinguish herself as different from the rest of the world
1: oh my god can we can we make uh the queen's gambit but for amelia earhart the the netflix show about chess the queen's flight the queen's flight i'd watch it they have the same hair color and style Mm -hmm. and so what you mean is
0: you just want the same actress to play amelia earhart
1: yes Yeah, why I not? Really? No, I just I would just really enjoy it because the way you just described her, that kind of
0: mm-hmm. fits that character. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, call Hollywood. I'm gonna go. Call Mr. Hollywood.
1: Hey, Hollywood, <laughs> I think this is the sound you're looking for. <laughs> you know that sound you're looking for?
0: <laughs> well, listen to this. She was an intelligent and confident pilot who never panicked or lost a nerve, but she was not a brilliant aviator. Oh. Yeah. Her skills kept pace with aviation during the first decade. But as technology moved forward with sophisticated radio navigation equipment, Earhart continued to fly by instinct. So she never mm. like, used her GPS. She was just like, I know where I'm going. Oh, okay. I don't need to stop and ask for directions. Oh, my father. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: She had an old-fashioned approach to Air Well, airplane. you
1: see, technology may change, but the skies never do. <laughs> There's one thing you can count on.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, she did recognize her limits and tried to improve her skills, but the constant promotion and touring never gave her the time she needed to catch up. Hmm. So she was basically a celebrity already, despite never having flown a solo voyage herself. She was just a passenger.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They're like, oh my god, you're you're the Amelia Earhart. I
1: love when someone calls me and says, hey, you want to fly the Atlantic? <laughs> and they just mean, do you want to be on a plane? Do you want a free ticket? Do you, Yeah. Would you like to go? <laughs> do you, you want to go?
0: Ooh, I'm afraid we need to bump you from this flight, Amelia. Would you like any of these bonuses? Yeah. And one <laughs> of them was just a flight across the Atlantic. <laughs> However... On May twentieth, 1932, Earhart became the first woman to fly solo across the Atlantic. She did it. In a a nearly 15-hour voyage from Newfoundland, Canada, to Northern Ireland.
1: Whoa. Mm
0: -hmm. Now, before their marriage, Earhart and Putnam—spoiler, they get (gasps) married—worked on secret plans for a solo flight across the Atlantic, which I think that's kind of cute couple talk, right?
1: So, it was— so they planned her her first solo flight. Mm-hmm. Solo flight. Yeah, before advance. they
0: before they were married, they're like, what, "What? What if I flew across it?" <gasps> oh, like that was like their flirting. He's mm-hmm. drawing these plans together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by early 1932, they had made their preparations and announced that on the fifth anniversary of Lindbergh, notable white supremacist, mm-hmm. flights across the Atlantic, Earhart would attempt the same feat. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Oh, she did it also.
1: Uh, Yeah, she she succeeded. Another spoiler.
0: Uh, Other notable flights, she also made a solo trip from Honolulu, Hawaii to California, establishing her as the first woman and person to fly both across the Atlantic and Pacific
1: Oceans. Yeah, you hear that? Women are people, too. (laughs) You're
0: ready to hear first, folks. Breaking news from Uh, from Swamp-Ass
1: Yeah, that just reminds us, a word from our sponsors. Women are people. The views expressed on this program are not...
0: Of our hosts and do not reflect those of kzm's or its governing body smtx cra so when we say that women are people too that is solely our belief that,
1: that's just us that's just and us. we cannot
0: speak of the beliefs of our our, our governing bodies
1: mm-hmm. we challenge them too
0: We challenge. J- <laughs> 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 She made a a a, a couple like well known flights. She flew solo from l a to Mexico City. a month uh-huh. later she flew from Mexico City to New York. So she got a month in Mexico just to hang out.
1: yeah, if Amelia Earhart were alive today and on Instagram, she would have
0: the best travel vlog
1: she would yeah, she'd just be killing it in her bio. It would be like. New York, L.A. New York to L.A. by Coastal Queen. Between 1930
0: and 1935, Earhart set seven women's speed and distance aviation records in a variety of aircraft.
1: Yeah, spaceships, Mm -hmm. rockets, cars, pirate pirate ships (laughs) of the air.
0: Yeah. Uh, Also, she joined the faculty at Purdue University as a female career consultant and technical advisor to the Department of Aeronautics. Wow. Mm -hmm.
1: How's that for? Um, not, being, glassy, I mean. not being a brilliant aviation. aviator. Yeah, yeah, right.
0: She was in charge of college, uh, where she began to contemplate one last fi- flight to circle the world.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Also, here's a quick thing about her marriage before we go to a commercial break.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, on February 7th, 1931, Earhart married Putnam, the publisher of her autobiography. Uh, Putnam, who was married to Crayola Harris, Dorothy Barney Putnam, invited Earhart to move into their Connecticut home to work on her book. So before they were married, Putnam invited Earhart over to move live with him and his wife so they could work on the book together. Oh my
1: goodness. So their their way of flirting was, ah, ha, ha, what if we made history by you having a solo flight? Ah, ha, ha, let's write a book and about
0: also, it. And ha, also, ha, you want to live with me?
1: Ah, ha, ha, meet my
0: wife. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you say that because Earhart became close friends with Dorothy. Oh. But rumors, there's no loyalty. No loyalty. The only thing them.
1: you can count on is the skies.
0: That's what I always say. That's what I always say. <laughs> no loyalty
1: amongst hoes. <laughs> you anyway. can't call Dorothy. <laughs> well,
0: here rumors it's surfaced Putnam. about an affair between Earhart and Putnam. However, both insisted the early part of their relationship was strictly professional.
1: Yeah. The...
0: Unhappy in her marriage, Dorothy was also having an affair with her son's tutor.
1: Oh. Yeah. All's fair.
0: The Putnams divorced in 1929. Soon after their split, Putnam actively pursued Earhart, asking her to marry him on several occasions. Earhart declined, but the couple eventually married in 1931. So, fellas out there listening, just take it from good old uh, Georgie Putnam. If you wear a woman down, eventually she'll say yes.
1: That's right. If you invite a woman to live with you, offer to write her biography, tell her she can make history, she she just might come around mm-hmm. she just might come around
0: mm-hmm. now they say it's professional but i guarantee you they were seeing each other beforehand because here's on the day of their wedding Earhart wrote a letter to putnam telling him i want you to understand i shall not hold you to any medieval code of faithfulness to me nor shall i consider myself bound to you similarly so on the day of her wedding she's like listen this is open okay mm-hmm. i'm seeing other dudes you're seeing other women mm-hmm. we're gonna keep it that
1: way yeah <laughs> good on them i guess but they had a <laughs> they did have a kid
0: yeah oh yeah his last relationship did have a kid yeah but like this is like a, a wealthy publishing family so i think they right. were fine right
1: you know those publishing families those
0: publishers anyway on that note we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back after this
1: hey everybody
0: you do you like this program you listen to roscoe taylor game carrot please get me on your show
1: what in the world was that? Everyone, listen to Roscoe Taylor, the Tallahassee twin. I can do voices here. Here on KZSM. I Please? did the show. It was great. Please invite me on your show. Oh, good Lord.
0: Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to Swamp Fast yes, Legos here in KZSM.org. Uh, when we left off, we were talking about uh, Amelia Earhart's early life. Uh, Just kind of leading up to who she was as a person because we're about to get into her disappearance.
1: (gasps) Oh no, Uh, and there's so much we don't know about
0: it. Spoilers, by the way, Amelia Earhart does disappear at one point.
1: At one point. Mm -hmm. But we are yet to see her. Yet to see it. Yet to see
0: it. Uh, So remember earlier I said that she wanted to have like this flight around the the globe, right?
1: Yeah, you did say that.
0: Mm, I did say that, thank you for remembering. That That was like her big goal, right? Mm -hmm. She wanted to be like, I'm going to be the first woman to fly around the equator. Wow. They're from the 20s, so this is what I imagine they sound like. It's a big like. imagination, yeah. Thank <laughs> you. It's very original. Mm-hmm. Uh, Earhart's? Are you going to say something? No,
1: I was going to say uh, that's a transatlantic accent.
0: Is that what it's called?
1: A trans. The uh, transatlantic accent mm-hmm. is um, the-, the old-timey movie accent yeah. that you hear um that, they, welcome
0: to the zeppelin races like one of those kind of yeah, races
1: they used to teach this is like a little this, this is related i, I mean, interesting
0: well also nearly Earhart was transatlantic because she flew across that, it.
1: that's what i was gonna say they 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 would teach these hollywood actors because once you're under contract uh, they, they own you they own you they put you through classes they would teach you to do this accent so you could sound like you're from anywhere from anywhere interesting um yeah, so that's why we all have that very similar memory of people talking like that, because we get that from movies. That's really cool. Which are all made by the same people.
0: Uh, they When I worked at KTSW up on campus, my first radio job, mm-hmm. um, that they like told me the same thing. They're like, if you have an accent, get rid of it. <laughs> Never say anything with any dialect.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm from New Jersey, so I say water, hot dog, coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kept saying that, and i like, I hate it. You fucking hate me.
1: <laughs> you were on the air like... Hey, welcome back to the, Up the Guppy! Hey, come on, thing. And he like
0: slammed her. Over, like, "What do you think you're doing?"
1: Yeah, I do the opposite. I want want people, well, more in person, to to like and respect me. So I put on a thicker country accent that's than rude. I have. I don't think I have. No,
0: not particularly. It
1: it comes out maybe every once in a while. You say
0: y'all, but that's
1: well, that's, that's more of a <laughs> that's the way it is, baby. I say y'all. No, but it comes out really strong at work.
0: That's really funny. Well, you just want to fit in. Oh, absolutely. Speaking of people who, wanted, who didn't care about fitting in, Amelia <laughs> Earhart's attempt to be the first person to circumnavigate the Earth around the equator ultimately resulted in her disappearance on July 2nd, 1937. Dang. Mm-hmm. Earhart purchased a Lockheed Electra L-10E plane and pulled together a top-rated crew of three men, Captain Harry Manning, Fred Noonan, and Paul Mance. Manning, who had been the captain of the President Roosevelt, uh, which brought Earhart back from Europe in 1928, would become Earhart's first navigator. Wow. Noonan, who had vast experience in both marine and flight navigation, was to be the second navigator. He needed two of them you back in those days. He needed back then. Mance, a Hollywood stunt pilot, was chosen to be Earhart's technical advisor. Incredible. Mm-hmm. On March 17, 1937, they took off from Oakland on the first leg of their journey. And they experienced periodic problems flying across the Pacific and landed in Hawaii for some repairs at the United States Navy Field in Fort Island and Pearl Harbor.
1: So they didn't get very far. They
0: did not get very far. Yeah, they started in California and ended up in Hawaii. And ah. We're like, well, we did it, folks.
1: Our <laughs> <laughs> first and only stop this trip <laughs> <laughs> uh, is.
0: Is your captain speaking? Uh, if you noticed, we are. Not around the globe. In fact, we are in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to make a brief departure. Uh, everyone, stay in your seats.
1: Mm-hmm. Everyone, uh, f- um, feel free to grab yourself a drink. Mm-hmm. And,
0: uh, the cart will be around shortly.
1: <laughs> I know we're only 30 minutes Four people in here, into uh, this marathon. Uh,
0: none of us are a flight <laughs> attendant, but, well, Paul, you better get those peanuts for me. <laughs> After three days, the electric began its takeoff, but something went wrong. Earhart lost control and looped the plane on the runway. Though no one was seriously hurt, the plane was severely damaged and had to be shipped back to California for extensive repairs.
1: She looped it on the runway? Yeah. Means she did like a somersault?
0: Yeah, she did uh, some cartwheels in her plane. they felt like, you did sound good.
1: Yeah, you let the stunt guy have a little fun <laughs> with the wheel and suddenly everything, Paul's everything goes topside. You know what they say
0: about Paul, glug glug, am I right? Yeah. <laughs>
1: You know, I think it was a good idea, despite things going poorly, not mm-hmm. the way they planned at all. I think it's a good idea to have a stunt pilot In on case you board. need to
0: make some dairy.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, make some quick maneuvers. Mm-hmm. Also, if you guys are falling out of the sky, if you're falling out of the sky but in an ugly way, mm-hmm. the stunt guy is going to make, make it look, it look cool. cool. Yeah, well, So you... the papers are going to catch that one.
0: And... <laughs> you know the miracle on the Hudson? If Sully Sullenberger had been a, a, a stunt pilot, mm-hmm. that plane would have landed. It would have landed. Okay. Well but it would have looked a lot cooler. If
1: I was Sully Sullenberger, <laughs> That that plane would be in the sky to this day.
0: Mm-hmm. It would never would have crashed. Never would've crashed. In the interim I would have gone
1: around the equator <laughs> to just, just the victory left. Just to show you. <laughs> just just like a parade.
0: In the in the interim, Earhart and Putnam secured additional funding for a new flight. The stress of the delay and the grueling fundraising appearances left Earhart exhausted. By the time the plane was repaired, weather, pad- weather patterns and global wind changes required alterations to the flight plan. This time, Earhart and her crew would fly east instead of west. Mm-hmm. By this point, though, Captain Harry Manning and Paul Mance leave the crew. Oh. So now it's just down to Earhart and, uh... And Todd? <laughs> his name wasn't Todd. His name was, uh, Noonan. Noonan. hmm Is that the stunt? No, that's Mance. Mance left. Oh. Fred Noonan was her second navigator. Okay. And also apparently the only one with any fucking loyalty well, Not here.
1: the, Not even the first navigators dude. Come no. on. Yep. So it's her and the understudy. Great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you wonder <laughs> why <now>, they disappeared. <laughs>
1: and now this time they're flying into the sun? Eesh.
0: After flying from Oakland to Miami, Florida, Earhart and Noonan took off on June 1st from Miami with much fanfare and publicity plane flew towards central and south america turning east for africa from there the plane crossed the indian ocean and finally touched down in lay new guinea on june 29th 1937 where amelia contracted dysentery hey. so she really is Wonder just... how
1: she got that <laughs> <laughs> she never said she
0: had to be loyal <laughs> We clearly don't know what dysentery <laughs> no, is.
1: I don't know how you get dysentery. Did dysentery <laughs> you sit on a bad toilet or what do you...
0: Close. Dysentery is what you get when there's, like, shit in water.
1: Mm. And
0: it's it's when, like, uh, it's what everyone died from on the Oregon Trail. Right. It's when you shit yourself to death.
1: Oh. Mm-hmm. To death. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe that's why she crashed. She had, to, she had to go.
1: She had to go. She's like, oh, I'm not going to make it to a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> now,
0: about... 22,000 miles of the journey had already been completed. Right. The remaining 7,000 miles would take place over the Pacific. Mm. This was like, Waters. you know, this is th- over water. Yeah, this is, they're on the final stretch of their journey, though. Mm-hmm. They'd already done all the hard stuff. Yeah. This is just, this is a victory lap, you know what I mean? Yeah. This is them coming on the. It's the
1: last 25%. Yeah,
0: it's the bottom of the ninth, okay? Mm-hmm. They're just, they're just smooth sailing through.
1: Or are or are they? (laughs) (laughs) We'll find out. We'll
0: get to that. Now
1: the flyers'
0: plan was to head to Howland Island, 2,556 miles away, situated between Hawaii and Australia. Mm -hmm. That little plot of land. It was a flat sliver of land, uh, 6,000 feet long, 1,500 feet wide, and no more than 20 feet above the ocean waves. Wow. The island would be hard to distinguish from similar-looking cloud shapes.
1: Oh man! So this is a
0: tiny island, right? Mm-hmm. And we already know she's not the best aviator. Right. She's flying by the seat of her pants, literally. Literally. She's not reading maps. She's not looking at at compasses. Mm-hmm. You know what and I mean? Just... Sh-
1: and she's sure not wearing a skirt. She's, <laughs> she's wearing pants. She's wearing her. <laughs> she means business. She
0: got her business pants on and a not, shoulder pads.
1: Not even a skirt. She's wearing pants. Yeah,
0: you'd be caught dead in a dress.
1: Mm-hmm. Can't fly in a dress. Be caught dead in a dress.
0: <laughs> the Electra's crew ran into difficulty almost from the start. Oh no! Witnesses to the July 2nd takeoff reported that a radio antenna may have been damaged. It is well, how also how do they
1: listen to music?
0: <laughs> what are they supposed to do? Talk to each other? <laughs> are you kidding me?
1: supposed to get the latest traffic reports
0: oh imagine if noonan was the worst person on like a road trip mm-hmm. is there, are we there yet
1: he's every every five minutes look at the view look <laughs> at the view from up here you're like this Whoa. is the sky
0: that's the same brand of car we're in <laughs> crazy <laughs>
1: a bird comes by lunch buggy
0: volvo <laughs> uh, hey amelia i got can we pull over i gotta go <laughs> i told you to go on hawaii i didn't have to go then i have to go now (laughs) Uh, it is also believed that due to extensive overcast conditions noonan might have had extreme difficulty with celestial navigation
1: (laughs) yeah i bet (laughs) celestial navigation Mm -hmm. like when you're trying to see if they're extraterrestrial what a celestial (laughs) it means uh
0: navigating by the stars lexi (laughs) So he's like that one's Selena, that one's Madonna. <laughs> that's how they would fly. That's
1: so. That's a great one. Thank you. I like it. great I one. thought it was good. The two, the two stars, Selena, Madonna. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, also the reason Noonan was having some difficulty was a uh, glug, glug. What am talking about?
1: A drink cart kept <laughs> it kept, coming, kept by. coming by.
0: Amelia's like, you have to stop. She's like, he she won't stop selling to me. <laughs> if that weren't enough. It was later discovered that the flyers were using maps that were inaccurate. <gasps> According to experts, evidence shows that the charts used by Noonan and Earhart placed Howland Island nearly six miles off of its actual position. Oh, my
1: goodness. It's
0: pretty big distance.
1: Six miles? Mm-hmm. In the air, that's like a bajillion. Six miles? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, six miles.
0: Well, also, I mean, like, they can't see the island already mm-hmm. on a good day. Right. Now they're, like, six miles off course? Come on.
1: Come on. They should have updated their maps.
0: I know, you gotta update your phone before you leave. Yeah,
1: that's why, and you and it takes a while too.
0: Make so sure it's charged, bring dance. an extra battery. Mm-hmm. On the morning of July 2nd, 1937, at 7.20 a.m., Earhart reported her position, placing the Electra on a course at 20 miles southwest of the Nucumano Islands. 7.42, the Itasca picked up this message from Earhart. We must be on you, but we cannot see you. Fuel is running low. Been unable to reach you by radio. We are flying at 1,000 feet. The ship replied, but there was no indication that Earhart heard this. The flyer's last communication was at 8.43 a.m. Though the transmission was marked as questionable, it is believed Earhart and Noonan thought they were running along the north-south line. However, Noonan's charge of Fallon's position was off by five nautical miles. Oh, no. hmm We'll need to ask a, a nearby ship that realized. Uh, realized that they had lost contact, they began an immediate search. Despite the efforts of sixty-six aircraft and nine ships, an estimated four million rescue, do, uh, an estimated four million dollar rescue authorized their President Franklin D. Roosevelt, the fate of the two flyers remained a mystery. The official search ended on July 18, nineteen thirty-seven, almost her birthday. huh but Putnam financed additional search efforts, working off tips of naval experts and even psychics in an attempt to find his wife. Aww. That's, that's love. In October 1937, he acknowledged that any chance of Earhart Noonan surviving was gone, and on January 5th, 1939, Earhart was declared legally dead.
1: Oh, That's so sad. Isn't that so sad? Yeah. Well, that, that, that's really rough that I mean, getting lost in the ocean is already going to be difficult enough, but when you're not even clear on their last position and they, you know, are off by several thousand miles, yeah. that's such a huge range. I mean, it would be very difficult to find that, but it, it is strange that to this day, we're not quite sure
0: where she is where she is we're gonna get into some theories when we get back uh, it was
1: nunez it was (laughs) nunez the whole time he pushed her he pushed her he he wanted he wanted the credit
0: be right (laughs) back after this brief message It's been a long
1: night And the mirror's telling me to go home But it's been a long time Since I felt this good on my own Uh. A lot of years went by With my hands tied up in your ropes Forever and ever
0: No No more
1: The midnight sky Welcome back to KZSM. You were just listening to Edge of Midnight by Miley Cyrus featuring Stevie Nicks. Welcome back to Swamp Uggos. Um, we were just talking about Amelia Earhart and her unusual disappearance. Jordan, where is she?
0: She's dead, baby.
1: <gasps> you heard it here first, folks. Thank got, you for listening.
0: I got, I, got bad, I got bad news, Lexi. She took a flight straight to hell. Oh, no. Um, going off the <laughs> rails. <laughs> no, but yeah, uh, as we've been talking about, we talked a little bit about her life, her final her final flight uh in nineteen thirty seven. Um mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's uh so she disappeared somewhere over the Pacific, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Somewhere over the rainbow. Yeah. Somewhere
0: over the rainbow. There's a couple theories, right? Mm-hmm. Now the most common one. Is well, she's she,
1: on the island with
0: Tupac? She's on the island with Tupac. Yeah, Kamala Harris kept saying that Amelia <laughs> Earhart was her favorite rapper in college, and everyone's like, "She's dead and not a rapper, Kamala."
1: And she said, "A hip hop." <laughs> it's my favorite
0: hip-hop. Earhart. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah Amelia she, Banks. <laughs> um, you mean azealia Banks? No, 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 no. the 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 rapper.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah. My favorite uh, Amelia Earhart song is uh, 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 you know, Dream On.
1: Yeah,
0: Kamala, that's Aerosmith. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's enough of that. Bit. Anyway, um, so the most common theory is that she crashed in sea, in the, she crashed in the sea somewhere, right? Right. You know what I mean, run out of fuel, user error, just, mm-hmm. poosh, right in the ocean, right? Yeah. Uh, investigations concluded that the Electra aircraft was not fully fueled and couldn't have made it to Howland Island, even if conditions were ideal.
1: Okay. How did they determine that it wasn't fully fueled?
0: Uh, I do not, I guess by looking at receipts, they can tell that like mm. they, they didn't fill her up all the way. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Like a so little
0: receipt that tells you like.
1: Someone did a, someone half-assed their job
0: mm-hmm. when she
1: said, fill her up.
0: And then like, yeah, okay. And yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah, that's about enough. Yeah. What is it? Who was that, $10 worth?
1: The boys at the Exxon were on their smoke break.
0: Mm-hmm. Not, not putting the full work. Yeah,
1: and their boss was like, you can't smoke right there. And he's like, fine. Walked off. Didn't fill her up completely.
0: Have you ever not had to pump your own gas?
1: I think I've always pumped my own gas.
0: Okay. It's a state thing.
1: Yeah, like it's I've a, never it's had a anyone pump rule. my gas for yeah, me. Yeah, because like I mean, in, in
0: Jersey, you're not allowed to pump your own
1: gas. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. They don't think anyone in Jersey is smart enough.
0: Exactly. we right. We can't handle it. Mm-hmm. Okay, no joke though. But like, yeah, uh, I think it's like Minnesota. Uh, they made pumping your own gas legal after like so many years. People mm-hmm. didn't know what to do.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I, before I started doing it, I thought it was going to be more difficult or scary very, or something. just plug
0: a hose into a hole. It's you really simple. just
1: you really just click a whole thing. Yeah. Although gas stations can be dangerous. On Grand Theft Auto, they're always blowing up. That's b- true. Because I blow them up.
0: Because I keep strapping dynamite to I, I them. keep,
1: yeah. It's
0: like in real life.
1: It's Slicking cigarettes at them. Now,
0: the fact that there were so many issues creating difficulties lead, led investigators to the conclusion that the plane simply ran out of fuel of 35 to 100 miles off the coast of Howland Island. Right. That's a pretty basic theory, right? Mm-hmm. Well, we don't do basic theories Ugh,
1: here. basic. Ugh.
0: Uh, here's another one. This, this one I like a lot. Now, uh, a former government employee for the United States released a photograph mm-hmm. in the mid 2000s. And this photograph, which surfaced, uh, it surfaced another theory about her disappearance mm-hmm. because it was supposedly taken by a spy on Jaluit Island and has been found to be unaltered. Okay. Yeah, so it's a legit photo. Um, and uh, a facial recognition expert believes that a woman and man in the photo are good matches for Earhart and Noonan because the male's figure has a hairline like Noonan's. Mm-hmm. In addition, a ship is seen towing an object that aligns with the measurements of Earhart's plane. Okay. So they think they survived and they were, cap- they were picked up by people, right? hmm Captured, specifically, because the claim is if Earhart and Noonan landed there, the Japanese ship Koshumaru was in the area and and could have taken them and the plane to Jaluit before bringing them as prisoners to Saipan.
1: Okay, wait, so it was a Japanese spy?
0: No, it was or an American was... spy oh. on the island oh. who captured what he believes are the Japanese capturing Amelia Earhart and Noonan.
1: Whoa. Yeah.
0: Because think about it, this is ramping up to, you know, oh, World War that's, II. Yeah, that is yeah. the time period. 1937, you know, uh, the World, World War II isn't started yet, Hitler hasn't invaded Poland in mm-hmm. thirty nine. But it's getting close. Mm-hmm. Tensions are rising, right? And in the land of the rising sun,
1: mm-hmm.
0: who knows what they're going to do?
1: Which they are. Mm-hmm. The land of the rising sun. Uh,
0: this falls in line with the theory that actually she was sent by FDR to spy on Japanese military installations in the Pacific, <gasps> mm-hmm. and she was caught. The so there's the theory that Earhart on her her uh, trip around the world, that FDR was like. By the way, what on your way back? Can you make a quick stop for me, and uh, take some pictures of the Japanese? I'd really appreciate that.
1: Mm-hmm. What a pit stop! Yeah. Also, right? I mean, they sent her alone with just Noonan.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, there's supposed to be four people. They bailed.
1: Well, yeah, they bailed, but on I think I would like backup.
0: Yeah, a little backup would be nice, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Even bef- even before I knew that there was possibly you know espionage mm-hmm. involved backup would be
0: good backup would be good if you're spying on the japanese and the lead-up to world war ii yeah um no but yeah um and so uh if she was captured by the japanese why is she still missing the war ended in 1945 right right glad you asked lexi i asked after japan released Earhart in 1945 she returned to the United States, where she lived under the name Irene Craigmill Bolum in what was essentially an early form of the federal government's witness protection program.
1: Oh. was mm-hmm.
0: so one guy that thought this. His name was Jameson. He, like, contacted, like, the History Channel. They made a whole documentary about it. He believes Earhart died in 1982 when she was around 86 years old.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Well i certainly hope that she did survive mm-hmm. and that would honestly be
0: the happiest ending
1: that's a that is a good ending aside
0: from all the torture she probably endured at the hands of right the Japanese.
1: um that that would be that's what
0: under the bridge though
1: water under you the know bridge. what i mean we don't talk about that um but i feel bad that if that is true that they put her in that in that position
0: mm-hmm.
1: um you could. Can, you can't just tack on espionage to someone's road trip. Mm-hmm. That's.
0: I'm never like, hey Lexi, while you're going to get gas, can you, uh, break into the Soviet Union for me?
1: Thank yeah. You. And I'm like, that's not even on my way back, dude. <laughs> Come on.
0: It's so out of the way. Well, it's like, across town. Tell
1: me two hours in advance.
0: Mm-hmm. Don't spring this on me right now.
1: Yeah. I'm like, I got, I got like a curbside order to pick up.
0: <laughs> I'm in a rush.
1: Yeah. Um. Although. I guess if FDR had some stake in it, it would be um cause for him to put out a search.
0: You have to spend all that money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I
1: mean, if it's not true she still is. She was huge she's a, she's a huge celebrity. She was a huge celebrity. Um but it does it does kind of add to the Makes you think. Add to the evidence.
0: Another theory. This one, you know, is more in in line with what we normally talk about. Mm. Abducted by aliens in the South Pacific. Yes. You knew it was coming. Yes. You knew it. I knew it. I knew it. They knew it. They knew it. Yeah.
1: The dude behind you knows
0: it. Don't say that to me. (laughs) Um, Well, because the area in the South Pacific where Earhart Noonan disappeared was a hotbed of UFO activity in the 1930s. Hot cha-cha. Hot cha-cha. And according to an episode of Star Trek Voyager that I just watched, she was abducted by aliens and brought to the Delta (gasps) Quadrant for experiments in slave labor
1: fact or fiction you i say fact
0: if it's good enough for captain janeway
1: mm-hmm. look she could have been she could have been inside the holodeck this whole this time this whole time she's not of, even real a lot of crazy stuff happens in the holodeck
0: speaking of hollow
1: hollow
0: here's a good theory okay. here's one i think you'll you'll like mm-hmm. the hollow earth theory what? did This is from a website that I found called newdimension2012.blogspot.com. Uh, they are a <laughs> magazine encouraging and informing people to get ready for the coming ascension of Earth and its inhabitants to a higher dimension and for the arrival of the galactic beings from various star systems.
1: Wonderful.
0: This is that website. They wrote. Excuse me did you know that amelia Earhart was saved by the agarthians of hollow earth just seconds before her plane crash on the ocean she was saved and teleported by the benevolent argarthians that is the main reason why she and her plane was never found anywhere in ocean because of the teleportation technology used by the agarthians
1: Whoa.
0: mortality is only applicable on the surface of the earth but not inside the earth <laughs> Amelia is still alive today, as young as from time she went inside Hollow Earth, as she never grows old, just like everyone there. And she is one of people who welcome newcomers slash visitors to the Hollow Earth. He goes on to write, The same thing happened with Malaysian Airlines Flight 370 that disappeared (laughs) last year. They were all teleported inside the Earth by the Agarthians before they crashed into the ocean. No amount of searching and combing the ocean floor will lead to finding aircraft with passengers.
1: Wow. That same thing happened to my buddy Eric. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, love how much faith they have in that. In the
0: Agarthians. In
1: the Agarthians, yeah. The benevolent. Mm.
0: The benevolent Agarthians who live in the Hollow Earth.
1: Right. Um. This is this is what Josh Hutcherson and Brennan Fraser were looking for and in Journey of the Center of the, of center center of the of Earth. The earth. Yeah. This is yeah.
0: what Jules Verne wrote about.
1: It's what Jules Verne wrote about. You knew that
0: was a book, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes.
0: <laughs> and, and I knew who Jules Bur- Next yeah. question. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, you think Lexi doesn't know it was... It was bit- anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> also, okay, th- this is this is what I take issue with. Amelia Earhart is beyond being a greeter... Right? At the de- Amelia Earhart has better things to do than to be a greeter at, mm-hmm. the, at the gates of Hollow Earth.
0: Right, she already hates... She hated publicity. You're going to make her be the public face of... The Hollow Earth.
1: Yeah, you're gonna make her live forever and never age in mm. a place that has no sky.
0: Oh yeah, uh, I didn't even things, think about that. Thanks, no thanks. She's an aviator. She's an right? aviator. Yeah, they're keeping her underground
1: mm-hmm. in some sort of Hollow Earth.
0: In, in some sort of what are we some kind of Hollow called... Earth? <laughs>
1: hey, what are we some sort of <laughs> benevolent <laughs> Cartians? <dance? laughs>
0: you said it yourself, bitch. We're the Hollow Earth. <laughs>
1: Any anyone who who dares to fly in that specific region, not, then that's a suicide squad. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I call a suicide squad.
0: Uh, here's another one. Uh, this one is kind of in line with the Japanese one, where she like lived a fake life. Mm-hmm. Some people believe that she faked her death because of a love affair she had with Noonan.
1: But they oh, with Noonan with Noonan. <gasps> oh. They think
0: that they faked the plane crash and then lived. Uh, the rest of their lives together somewhere, which I think is a dumb. Was
1: divorce looked down upon right? so
0: much? Also, one, you are your husband's already a divorcee, mm-hmm. and you already said from the beginning, "I'm gonna fuck other dudes."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's you're fine. You're gonna be fine. I don't believe too much in this theory. Yeah. Also, cause I mean, gr- Nina, great lengths. Bit of a glug. You know what I mean? Bit of a drink a or glug, something.
1: There's a the drink already We're
0: soiling on this this man's memory. <laughs> We found his grave and took a piss on it.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, n- no, but I, it does fall in line. Divorce is contagious, mm-hmm. right? If you know someone that got divorced, you got to cut them out of your life. You're more likely to get divorced. Yeah. Um, so it especially just especially if it's your parents. It just <laughs> yeah, toxic. <laughs> um, so her not wanting to face divorce would be hilarious, and just being like ah. So much paperwork. I'd rather fake the death. Mm -hmm. I would just rather... Just,
0: you know what? Not worth my time. Mm -hmm. Waste your money looking for me because I ain't coming back.
1: Mm -hmm. You know, Taylor Swift uh, wrote a song called The Lakes about... um, Back in the day, all these poets used to say, I hate society. And they would go to the Lakes District uh, in England or someplace where there's lakes. And they would just disappear from society. And maybe that's what Amelia Earhart did. She
0: found the lakes... Fa- of the Pacific. The
1: lakes, yeah. If you think about it. Ooh, I'm gonna write a
0: romance lake. novel called The one Lakes big of the League. Pacific.
1: The Lakes of the Pacific.
0: So here's the final theory I'm gonna I'm gonna throw at you tonight. hmm mm-hmm. This one has the most evidence for it and is unfortunately probably the truest.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, there was an island landing at an uninhabited Nikamaro Reef, which was a tiny island in the Pacific Ocean, 350 miles southeast. Mm-hmm. This island is where they would ultimately die. This theory is based on several on-site investigation investigations that have turned up artifacts such as improvised tools, bits of clothing, and aluminum panel and a piece of plexiglass, the exact width and curvature of an electro window, which mm. was the plane they used. Right. In May 2012, investigators found a jar of freckle cream on a remote island in the South Pacific, in proximity to their other findings, because girls got to keep her skin clear. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, in October 2014, it was reported that researchers at TIGHAR found a 19-inch by 23-inch scrap of metal on the Nicomaros Reef that the group identified as a fragment of Earhart's plane. The piece was found in 1999, 1991 in a small uninhabited island in the Southwest Pacific, but it was confirmed to be part of Earhart's plane in
1: 2014. Wow. Yep.
0: 2017, a team of four forensic bone-sniffing dogs, which, hell yeah, claimed to have found the spot where Earhart may have died. In 1940, a British official reported finding human bones beneath a tree. Future expeditions found potential signs of an American female castaway, including campfire remains and a woman's compact. The team said all four of their dogs alerted investigators of human remains near a tree and sent samples of of the soil, to allow for DNA analysis. After comparing the bones, uh, the, the bone measurements, the data from 2,000 other people from the time, and studying photos of Earhart and her clothing measurements, Jantz concluded that there was a likely match. Oh, wow. This analysis reveals that Earhart is more similar to the Nikomaru bones than 99% of individuals in a large reference sample. This strongly supports the conclusion that, n- that the Nikomaru bones belonged to Amelia Earhart. Jeez. Right? Bit of a downer. Kind of takes the, the wind out of your sails. Yeah. The Complimenting wind the wind from her, from her, her yeah, wings. The wind her. Complimenting the results of the bone analysis, in 2018, Executive Director Richard Gillespie released a report built around years of analysis of radio distress signals sent by Earhart in the days after her disappearance. Various citizens documented the reception of messages from Earhart via radio their accounts corroborated by publications from the time. On July 4th, two days after the crash, a San Francisco resident heard a voice from the radio saying, Still alive. Better hurry. Tell husband. All right. Three days later, someone in eastern Canada picked up the message, Can you read me? Can you read me? This is Amelia Earhart. Please come in. Believed to be the final transmission from the pilot.
1: Wow.
0: That's the story of Amelia Earhart.
1: That What a story. Right. Oh,
0: also, side note, um, uh, the island that she landed on, Mm -hmm. it it seems likely that Noonan didn't survive the crash, right? So she Mm -hmm. was completely isolated Mm -hmm. in her final days. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, not completely isolated, because the island was inhabited by giant three-foot-wide crabs.
1: Three-foot-wide?
0: Who most likely ate her body after she died.
1: Oh, man.
0: Right? And that's the story of Amelia Earhart. What a
1: terrible vacation. <laughs> um, three feet wide is so cool, mm-hmm. but a, a very terrifying.
0: Scary... Can you imagine?
1: No, I cannot.
0: I'm glad they waited till she was dead. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's She really has some respect for the living. really
1: nice. Yeah, she was clearly living too. Mm-hmm. You know, doing living her, it up, doing her skincare, yeah, doing
0: her skincare, uh,
1: using pieces of metal for, you know, eating crab eating for her crab. final days. Yeah, that's you not know, bad. Lucy, see, Lucy, see food. Mm-hmm. It's a, a delicacy that, you know, yeah. not everybody could afford back in the day. But, yeah, I mean, this like,
0: mystery is every... basically solved. Mm-hmm. There's not a whole lot of wiggle room in, in that evidence. At least I don't think so.
1: No, but it's bizarre how modern that evidence is. Yeah. It's... Because that means everyone else in that time really was scratching their heads and just, pre- you know, she just was presumed dead, which was true. Yeah. But.
0: Um, what the hell was I going to say? Um. Uh, Oh yeah, I think it's fascinating that we basically solved the case, you know, within the last 5 years and nobody gives a shit. You know what I mean?
1: I guess. Like no
0: like I feel like I don't know, people talk about it like it's like uh like like finding El Dorado. You know what I mean? Like this is like this big like ooh mystery like what happened here. Mm-hmm. We know what happened, but yeah. nobody knows about it nobody cares no one
1: wants to ignore yeah but i was gonna read
0: national geographic
1: yeah but that's also if i'm telling a, a a tall tale and i'm like and to this day no one knows whatever, whatever. but the guy's been dead for a 100 years in either scenario and then yeah. you're like breaking news is yeah was dead the whole dead the whole time he's definitely dead guess, just, guess what guys. Just we know which tree he's dead like okay yeah. yeah congratulations doesn't affect me at all. i
0: mean we knew she was dead the whole time but like it is kind of interesting to know like where it happened, you know what I mean?
1: but if Amelia Earhart dead, then who hook hand door
0: <laughs> then who <then> was phone
1: <laughs> who phone And
0: anyway, here thank you so much for listening everybody. That's been our tale on Amelia Earhart uh tune in again next week where we talk about uh, some other uh, spooky bullshit I think of a week of
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, anything you want you want to add Lexi
1: No, thank you so much for listening next week. it'll be a time and a place Absolutely. and thank you so much. Stay ugly.
0: stay ugly out there.